As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability explicit or implied shall be extended to W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Who is January Jones? She is not a young, beautiful, talented actress on Mad Men. She is not an older, gorgeous, exotic dancer from the Johnny Carson Show. She is an author, and she wrote, Thou Shall Not Wine, The Eleventh Commandment, that reached number one at Amazon.com. She is a reality TV golf personality with World High Stakes Golf televised on HDNet. She is a humorist and winologist expert. She is your featured host today on January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and listen to Ms. Jones with her eclectic roster of guests as you learn life's lessons. These stories plus sharing equals success. Welcome and remember, beware. Because you are entering the no-whining world of January Jones. Now let me ask you a question. Are you a nice guy? (laughs) Well, I hope so if you're on my show today. Now let me ask you, do you know a lot of other nice guys? Well, I hope so. Can you imagine why nice guys finish first? Now, you heard me right. I didn't say finish last, but I said finish first. Tell me, have you ever wanted to know how to use technology as a tool in your business and your life? Would you like to learn what happens when you put your customers first? Now, tell me, have you ever heard of a book called Nice Guys Finish First? Now, would you like 
like to meet someone who has some of the answers that we're looking for today. Now are you ready to learn how to be successful and how to be a really, really nice guy? If you can answer yes or maybe to any of these questions, then you are in the right place. And I would like to welcome you to January Jones sharing success stories. Today, I will be introducing you to my guest. He's a success coach extraordinaire, and he will provide us with information, inspiration, and some really, really great advice about how to be a nice guy. I'm pleased to announce that this show is now live on Talk for Media and syndicated on iHeartRadio Talk with over 55 million subscribers. We are archived 24-7 for your listening pleasure at iHeartRadio. Our show has now had over 2.2 million listeners to date. So now it's time for you to sit back and relax as you enter the no-wine zone. Pour yourself a glass of wine, get some cheese and crackers, and enjoy our show. Now let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. He has over 30 years of experience building a successful business as a professional speaker, writer, entertainer, and social media influencer. He brings his passion and lifestyle of being a nice guy to the pages of his first book, Nice Guys Finish First. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show, Doug Sandler. Hi, Doug. How are you doing today? Well, hi, January. I'm, I'm doing great. And, and in nowhere in that introduction did you say, and I'm actually a, a good dad also, which is... <laughs> That's that's really my claim to fame. All all the other stuff, I, that's important. But come on, I'm I'm a great dad. <laughs> well, you know, you know that kind of goes without saying. If you're a nice guy, I'm sure you're a fantastic dad. I love it. I love the title. Nice guys finish first. How, that's a killer title, by the way, dear. How did you come up with it? I think that uh, I think I was given the the handle of Mr. Nice Guy a few years ago by somebody that had seen me at a. I'm an entertainer by trade, so as a as uh-huh. a as a DJ, somebody had said you're you're just the nicest guy. I'm just going to call you Mr. Nice Guy, and <laughs> and and in in the process of coming up with some titles for the book, I'm like uh, you know I, I, the the Alice Cooper song uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy. You know that'll be the second uh-huh. title of the next book. Yes, more Mr. Nice Guy, and I and I said yeah, you know nice guys do finish first we do uh maybe it goes against the grain in uh-huh. corporate america today but i just thought that it, it would sound like a catchy title and it, and it really it, it the title is what has been a great lead-in for me in uh in many stories so uh, it, it has well, it has worked for me well you know that's all you've got to do this is mr nice guy is your brand and uh it's a, a it's a title that people remember you know i became January Jones, thou shalt not whine. So once you find a brand that works for you, you got to stick with it. And when you're a famous radio show host, I'm going to say, I knew you when, Mr. <laughs> nice, Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> now, that's, I like to always start my interviews by asking you where your success story began and where you were born. Tell us a little bit about your early life and who were your first mentors, Doug? Sure. Well, I, I was born in Baltimore, Maryland in 1964, so I'll do the math for you. I'm 50 uh-huh. years old. And uh, I, I would have to say that probably one of my biggest influencers in in my business life was uh, was definitely my dad. I saw a guy that 
that uh, that, that created a lot, a, a huge business, and uh, and did a, such a great job of building his business. And I said, you know, this is kind of cool. But what he's doing, he actually looks like he's enjoying himself. I didn't know you were supposed to hate what you do. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know that <laughs> I, until I got into the workforce. I didn't realize because he always loved what he did. I, I never realized that you, you actually don't like what what you do. Most people don't. So I, I think that's the norm. It's us abnormal people that actually wake up excited about doing what we do. So um, I've been an entertainer forever, and I built my entire business um, of, of being a, a disc jockey. I built it all on um, returning my calls, uh, telling uh-huh. the truth, yeah. being a nice guy. Uh, mm-hmm. And so those are really the cornerstones of my business, returning my calls, being a nice guy, and telling the truth. I mean, those things seem to be pretty easy. So um, I started that, uh, doing that since I entered the workforce. About two years ago, I met with my financial planner because somebody has to manage the three cents that I've managed to save over all of these years. <laughs> okay. And he said, hey, I, I don't mean to alarm you, but you're in a business as a DJ. You're a bus- in a business that's dominated by 22-year-olds, and in a couple uh-huh. of years, you're going to be 50. Oh, dear. And uh, he said, you need to figure out, I don't know what it is, but you need to figure out what that next step is in life for you. So I just re- I could have taken a complete opposite approach and, and gone in a whole different direction, but I said, you know, why don't I use the same skills as I use as a as a DJ as an entertainer uh, of uh, captivating a crowd of of getting people to respond to to uh, to a stimulus that I put out there and mm-hmm. and uh, and you know being great at customer service why don't I use those three skills take it to the stage as a speaker instead of as an entertainer as a DJ and let's see if I can parlay in th- this into something. But you can't be a speaker without a book or you don't get paid enough money. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, met, I met somebody that said, hey, you got a story. And you, all of this came so coincidentally because I was a guy that was, had some inspiration and some drive. And all of these things fell into place almost perfectly for me over the last two years. Uh, the book, the title of the book, Finding the Publisher, Finding a Speaking Coach, Finding a Writing Coach, all of these things came into being because I was just looking for an opportunity. And, and that's what one of the messages I'm going to leave with you with today at some point is make sure you're out there. You're always looking. You're searching for what it is that drives you and pa- you're passionate about. Well, you know, I, I personally, I haven't heard your story before, and I'm thrilled to be able to share it with our listeners. I myself wrote my first book when I was 50. So that's a, a commentary on it. So you're never too old to start. And it sounds like you kind of fell into the perfect storm where everything Everything fell in place. And, you know, actually, Doug, that's what happened to me, too. And I think sometimes when things flow and seem to go easily, I think that's a sign that it's meant to happen. Don't you agree? Oh, I totally agree with that. I think that uh, that the opportunity presented itself because we I was looking for an opportunity. Had uh-huh. I had my head down in my cell phone, as uh, unfortunately 90% of the world does nowadays, and just didn't look up and, and uh, you know, so got so entrenched and, and enrobed in emails and phone calls and everything else that, you know, all the minutia that you deal with in a, in your, in a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I think if you don't get your head out of that and put it into how can I make this world a better place? Um, making this world a better place, if you just focus on that and don't w- focus on the money that you're going to make, the money will come. It always does. It always does. Yeah. You know, we've shared so many. uh, The show's been on the air, gosh, I don't know how long, quite a while. And we've shared so many success stories. And what we basically have found out pretty much with everyone, if you find your passion, if it's something you love doing, 
and you basically don't care whether you get paid or not. And most people starting out, guess what? You don't get paid too much at all. Right. But right. but once you have your passion, success follows, doesn't it? I, I agree with that. I think that if you um, if you just put your head into making the world a better place and what whatever that means to you. Uh, it could be through uh, IT. It could be through financial. It could be through uh, baking cookies. It doesn't matter what it is that you do. If you just focus on just helping other people, uh, mm-hmm. if you help other, I, I forget who was the famous quote, and I know you're going to have listeners that know exactly who it is. I just don't remember. <laughs> help enough people get what they want, and you will get what you want. Uh, oh, either yeah. Zig Ziglar or, or one of the famous guys yeah. that's out there. But it's <laughs> no. true. Help help people. Very true. You and I didn't say that. You know, I just finished this week reading an interesting biography. It was written about by Merv Griffin, and he had been in entertainment. He had become one of the wealthiest uh, entertainers in the world. And the reason was he basically, just as you're saying and just with your sharing, he basically only did things he liked doing and he liked creating games, you know, Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy, and he had fun with it. And if you're not having fun, I don't think it's worth doing, is it? Well, you know, what's interesting about Merv is he helped, he helped so many people oh. uh, get to where they want to. You know, your, your listeners that are in their 20s aren't going to know who Merv Griffin is, so I encourage you to Google him. I, you know what Googling is, right? So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so Google Merv Griffin and you'll find that, uh, that he was the, the cornerstone for so many uh, amazingly famous uh, TV shows, celebrities, and, uh, and personalities that are out there. And all he did was really act as the catalyst. He was the motivating force behind so many things that are out there. And I think that that's what we all want to try to be is that, is that mentor. And it makes you feel good too. And that's the, that's the mm-hmm. side benefit that people don't realize is that by helping other people get what they want, uh, you, get, you, you get this wonderful feeling of empowerment. It's like, wow, you know, I just helped that guy do that. And you don't say it because you really, you're in it, so you don't really feel it at the time. But when they mm-hmm. turn around and they say, you know, they're asked from stage, hey, who was your mentor? And they say, my mentor was January Jones. And you're like, what? Wow. (laughs) How amazing is that? It's such a great feeling to be able to know that you've, you've inspired somebody to take action and to be a better person. Oh, yeah. And, and we also always share with our listeners when the door opens, for goodness sake, walk through the door because you never know what's going to be on the other side. And in general, the more you give, the more you get. Um, being open to what life's offering you is uh, one of the biggest uh, secrets. It's not really a secret because we're sharing it today. You yeah, have but don't to- you find don't you find January that most uh-huh. people when that door is open don't you find that they're just afraid they don't oh, walk yeah. through because they just so how do you get them from from being so afraid you you've got to just help them to get mm-hmm. there they mm-hmm. they don't want to move through that door they they go through this paralysis because they're analyzing <laughs> it so par- paralysis through analysis I always say. <laughs> I like that term. I haven't heard that one. That's very good. Now, listen, Doug, nice guys finish first. Now, we've always heard, basically, all our life that nice guys finish last. How did you flip that? Well, I think what happens is the, the, the way that we are in business today, that we need to start understanding that if we aren't nice, and when I say nice, I mean telling the truth, returning phone calls, being a good guy, uh, being respectful, you know, uh, understanding that, that mentality. It's more than just being nice. Nice is just a word. It's the, it's the, it's the factors that create this, this air of niceness. Um, mm-hmm. 
in days of you know the 1950s, 60s, and even in the 70s, uh, companies were run by uh, tyrants. You know, they were run by yeah. guys. It's it's my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. And the problem was that people um, nowadays are not responding to that. People are looking for leaders, and the leaders of of yesterday, uh, the ones that are now probably in their 70s and si- 60s and 70s, they run, they rule by intimidation. And if they don't think that the consumer is smarter than that now, and that people all they need to do, do to do really is get on LinkedIn to find another job now, you know, it, it's so easy. It might have been that market a marketing job would have been very challenging to find if you're in Chicago. But uh, mm-hmm. but if you live in Chicago and you get on LinkedIn, you look for a marketing job, you're going to find 500 marketing jobs. People will leave you unless you learn to lead differently. So the whole philosophy of nice guys finishing last uh, is, is blown away nowadays because the whole structure, the whole idea of this leadership, the changing of the guard, leaders are going to be these young guys with their, with their smartphones. They're going to understand yeah. the different – you know, they're going to understand that, that they're so – that, that, that we're all walking on a thin thread. And unless we treat our people properly and treat our customers mm-hmm. properly, they're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. And, you know, the truth of the matter with technology, there is no excuse for not being polite, for not responding to people. And there's no excuse for ignoring your sponsors. So we're going to hear from our sponsors. And then when we come back, we're going to visit some more with Mr. Nice Guy, Doug Sandler. Layla, a book by Jeannie Kerrigan, will take you on a journey, a raw, heart-wrenching journey. The final resting place? Love. Jeannie is an author, healer, and executive director of Ricky's Revolution Nonprofit. You can get your copy of her book at JeannieKerrigan.com. Ricky's Revolution comes directly out of Layla, dedicated to helping homeless runaway youths and victims of sex trafficking reach a place of safety. We distribute Jeannie's monkey named Ricky with vital hotline numbers embroidered on him free to children on the streets through loving collaboration with thousands. Proceeds from the book and your donations have saved lives. Ricky'sRevolution.org. Joining January Jones as her co-host on the show is Miles Miller, the great success creator. Miles is a two-time best-selling author with books entitled Against the Grain and Successonomics. He continues to transform 100,000 people all over the world through his speaking and training. His uplifting and essential messages like Bulletproof, Time Machine, and Strength in Numbers are impacting every audience he meets. Together with January Jones, they'll explore how to be successful and what steps you can take to achieve the success you want. Visit successhq.net, leadup.biz, and learningbreaks.com. Lately, there's a whining epidemic in our world. People are even whining about whining. Are you sick and tired of listening to everyone whining all the time? So was January Jones, the author of Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment that reached number one at Amazon.com. Ms. Jones based her book on a survey of the top 10 things that people whine about at all ages and all stages of life. January is a success coach that can tell you how to help others. When you buy Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment, you'll find out what people whine about and how to stop them from whining. This is the perfect gift book to give or get for any occasion. Thou Shall Not Wine was voted the best gift to be given anonymously for those special people in your life. Ms. Jones is an internationally known author in the style of Irma Bombeck, 
specializing in housewife humor with her book being published in Korea and China. You can find Thou Shall Not Wine at Amazon.com. Welcome back to the No Wine Zone. And believe me, there's no whining here today on January Jones Sharing Success Stories. I'm not whining because I'm lucky enough to work with a wonderful group of fabulous men. Dean Piper, who runs our station, and Chad, our engineer. They make each day coming to work just a wonderful experience for us. Now, let's talk about putting customers first. Could you describe the four components needed to create an exceptional customer experience? Hmm. Well, geez, I, I would say, first of all, let's, even if we can back up even before then, you know, in order to run a, a company that's successful, you have to have a customer-focused uh, company. So mm-hmm. when I say that, you need to make sure that all of the decisions that you are making are made uh, based upon the, the needs of the customer, not the needs of, your, of the people okay. that are inside the organization. If you find enough people uh, you know, that you're able to get get them into the right zone, get them what they want, be responsive to their inquiries. Um, people nowadays can do all of their own research, believe it or not, yeah. online. They don't even need, they don't even actually need you to do anything for them other than just be <laughs> providing the product. However, on the uh-huh. other side of that, we need to create this amazing, amazing customer service experience. And it really is truly about the, uh, about the customer and, uh, and creating an experience that is going to be, uh, you know, second to none completely. Uh-huh. Okay, and and you want to get personal with your customer, right? Well, you got you got to get personal with your customer. If you're not getting to the point where you understand what what it is, their why. You know, why are they mm-hmm. buying from you? Why is it that they need uh, something that you're offering? Why is that customer um, even even interested in your product? If you don't get personal with them, um, then you're you're really not doing anything more than just being a robot. Um, mm-hmm. You know the nice part about it is if you go and visit a customer. Some some of your listeners, I'm sure, have customers that they that they don't ever see. It's all done. You know, the transaction yeah. is done online. There are so right. many ways that you can create a personal experience, whether it's through social media or email uh-huh. or uh, or even text messaging that uh, that you can create an experience that's going to be exceptional to them. If you certainly, if you have a customer that you go out and visit, you don't know if you don't know about their family, if you don't know about uh, you know where they go on vacation, their likes, their dislikes, the things that they love, where their kids go to college, you know, all the things that we teach you in Sales 101. But it's not mm-hmm. just listening and going through the motions. It's actually falling in love with them. I mean, I run an XOXO kind of company, and, and I fall in love with all of my clients. Uh, you know, <laughs> okay. it, it, if they don't get a note from me at least a couple times through the course of a transaction that's got XOXO at the end of it, then they know that something's wrong with me because I really do have a, you know, a feel real good about the you, the experience that I create for them. Well, you're just like me. I fall in love with all my guests, and I'm certainly in love having you on the show today. Well, thanks, Jenny. Not only does your book tell a story, but you provide lessons that you learn along the way. Your popular writings can be found on Huffington Post and on your website at www.dougsandler.com. You graduated with a journalism degree in 1986 from the University of Maryland. Your customer service style of being Mr. Nice Guy has become legendary and as a part of how he serviced over 3,000 clients since graduating from college. Now, you studied journalism, but you just wrote your first book at 50? <laughs> well, <laughs> What's the back, deal here? Uh, let me back up one quick second. Thank you. You read all of those things just the way my mom had written them, so I appreciate you, <laughs> okay, I appreciate good. I'm you a good doing mom. that. 
<laughs> well, you know, I didn't really, I, I'm telling you, it wasn't until two years ago that I really, I, I never had any intention of writing a book. I really didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. I truly wanted to be a guy that was just going to go through my entire life enjoying what I was doing as an entertainer. And I'll tell you, that darn uh, financial planner of mine, he really messed me up. He scared the <laughs> crap out of me is what he did. He said, hey, you can't, you can't do this until you're 70. You know, people are not going to want at their wedding a guy that's got his walker out, you know, or 80 years old. You know, you have, you've got to figure something else out. And, I, you know, I'm not a great saver. So for me, I, I, I kind of yeah. like to spend the stuff as it's coming in. So I, I just had to come up with another plan. And I, and I do love, this is great. You know, this is the thing, as I said earlier, it gets me up at six o'clock in the morning uh, to, to get excited about being in front of my computer to, to seek out leads and, and work, mm-hmm. work my business. I love it. Now, when you, let's back up a little bit. When you say entertainer, were you a comedian? Were you a singer? Were you an MC? What actually did you do? In entertainment. Yep, that last part you you hit it right on the head. I, I am an MC. So I what okay. I do is the majority of the events that I events that I run are the high end social scene uh, parties mm-hmm. in the Washington D.C. area. So a um, an affluent couple in uh, in Potomac, Maryland, wants to have a big party for their kid. Mm-hmm. They invite me in to uh, to run the event, not just run the event, but actually to uh, you know to create the entertainment as well. Mm-hmm. So we bring in a team of people. It could be me and just one other guy. It could be me and a whole team of, you know, dancers and novelty acts and, and airbrush mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of, of activities. And I always joke around with my clients. I really don't think that I am the best guy uh, in that role. I'm not. There are guys that are younger, cooler, hipper. I mean, my, my slogan in my DJ business is nerd is the new sexy. I mean, that is the approach that I take. <laughs> So for me, I know that my strength is not in the entertainment. Where my strength is is the fact that they call me today for a party that they're going to run in December of 2017. I'm okay. going to I'm going to give them two and a half years of great phone, great relationship. It's not about playing a four hour event. It's all about the relationship, and that is what really fo- got me started. Focused on get, got mm-hmm. me focused on trying to build this next level, this next business, which is the speaking and, and coaching and consulting business. Okay, and I'm following you because I love it. I love everything you're doing. You use systems, and you create a consistent pattern for success, which follows the part where they can always get a hold of you, and you build trust. Let's talk about those three things: systems, patterns, and trust. Well, unless you have a system, you don't know where you mess up. And uh, I always tell everybody, it's not the you know you're bound to make mistakes. It's how you ha- it's it's what you do after you make the mistake that really is important. So uh-huh. I have systems in place pretty much for everything from the from the moment that somebody calls me to the moment somebody emails me. There is a system in place that will handle a phone call, that will handle an email, that will handle uh, every mm-hmm. phone call that I get in here. Just how am I dealing with the client so that I know that when I screw up because I'm going to screw up. I do it a lot, <laughs> you know. When I <laughs> screw up, do. and and I <laughs> yeah. tell them, I I tell them, hey, I'm a human. Being. I'm going to screw up. The things I'm not yeah. going to screw up on is I'm going to make sure that the vision that you that you tell me about before we get to your event or your speech or your party or whatever it is that I'm going to do for them, before we get there, you are going to know 100% that I know exactly what your vision is. So the systems are in place because if I don't have a system, then I'm not uh-huh. going to remember the right way to do things and I have nothing that's measurable. In terms of um, consistency, I think consistency is the thing that we all lack you know, part of my system is consistency. I think that mm-hmm. if we don't 
follow a system, um, we are at the whim of our mood. And we all know that if we get caught in traffic and we're in a bad mood, who's, nobody needs to hear about that. Nobody cares right. about that. They're <laughs> yeah. so focused on them, uh, as we should be too, that we need to make sure that we put the, put the priority on you know, where, where we are. So that will handle consistency. You know, People are just not consistent. That will handle systems. And, and you asked me a third one, and again, I, I've messed up. I forgot. What was the third well, thing? Well, <laughs> it's about building trust, and this is such an important thing, you know, especially since I, I had just finished reading Merv's story. He completely had him. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Employees that were with him for 30, 40 years. And that's all comes with the trust you have with the people that you empower, doesn't it? And, and you're 100% right. And I think that the trust element is really where you become a consultant as opposed to if you're in a profession of being a salesperson, Mm -hmm. Uh, trust is that difference between what makes a consultant and what makes a salesman. Um, you want to be, inspire your clients. You don't want them looking over their shoulder. Did he oversell me? You know, did he sell me too much? When it comes Mm -hmm. down to it, I probably tell my clients that, that are calling me about my services. I probably tell them no more than I tell them. Yes. No, you don't need to spend that money. No, you don't need to have that extra service. I think they appreciate it. Sometimes I throw the no in because I think it's, I, I think it's a good equalizer. People start to trust you when you don't, when they're, unfortunately, the measurement oftentimes is the dollar. If somebody mm-hmm. says, I have $1,000, you realize you don't have to spend all $1,000. If you sell them something for $700, you'd save them $300, and they'd be happy. So yeah. why is it that we always have to maximize things that everybody says that they need? What I try to do is just develop a trust with my clients so that they feel mm-hmm. that I am the consultant with them and that I'm not a uh, just a guy that's yeah. trying to sell them and close the deal. Oh, yeah. That's so special to have that honest a relationship. And I, I love to say no occasionally. I don't say it enough, but I really do love to say yes to my sponsors. And we're going to hear from them. And when we come back with Doug Sandler, he's going to share his website information and tell you how to get his book. We'll be right back. Have you ever met someone who was shot in the chest in cold blood and lived to tell it? Now you have. Meet Hannah Lujerai Murray, author, advocate, and survivor of domestic violence. 
and now the founder and president of Angel of Mercy Shelter of Hope. Her dreamlike life turned to horror as her raging husband stood across her and fired his gun. She was left for dead. By a miracle, she survived to tell her story. Her book is available on Amazon and her website. If you'd like to have a personally signed copy, please visit her website at livetotellit.com. Hannah is now in the process of raising money to build her own shelter in Chandler, Arizona. Her shelter will house abused women, their children, and unique to Arizona, their pets. For more information, please visit her website at angelofmercyshelter.org. Are you living the life you always wanted? Is your relationship fulfilling or a constant roller coaster ride? Do you know how to chart your own path? If you are sick of struggling, overwhelmed, stressed, but desire balance, emotional freedom, and a purposeful life, then it's time to try something that really works. Dr. Casey's unique result-oriented emotional mastery technique will teach you how to be your own therapist while empowering you to be your best. Learn more at drsimoncasey.com. That's drsimoncasey.com. Have you ever met someone who was unforgettable? Someone who has touched your heart and soul? People who have faced difficult problems? People who have fearlessly shared their stories, their struggles, and their successes? People who have priceless personalities? In my new book, Priceless Personalities, Success Stories Shared by January Jones, I am honored to be able to share with you people dealing with problems such as incest, molestation, child abuse, drug abuse, polygamy, unemployment, scandal, starting over, self-esteem, and workplace issues. My guests have all been exciting, eclectic, and energizing. They will amaze, amuse, and even astonish you. You will adore getting to meet them at Amazon.com. My book is now available, two-for-one, paperback and Kindle editions. I'm also pleased to announce that Priceless Personalities is now available at Audible books.com. We have a priceless personality visiting with us today. His name is Doug Sandler. And as an entertainer, a career-changing performance in 1992 was at the foundation of his nice guy system of invest, inspire, and execute. Since then, Doug has realized the importance of putting relationships before products and services. His clients couldn't agree more. This is Doug's first book, and he's excited to bring his system to readers in every industry and every position. Now, Doug, could you share your website information and tell my listeners how they can get your wonderful book? Absolutely, and and I just had the the wonderful experience of being able to record my first book on aud- on Audible oh, also. So that's that was oh. what a great, and I got to do it myself. I love that. That was such a great feeling of being in that studio, totally feeling like a rock star. I know you're always used to that though, Jan- January. So well, <laughs> well you know, it, you never get used to that because it is fun when you're in the studio and you have the headsets on and everything goes, and you hear it afterwards. You can't believe it. It's quite a thrill, and I'm happy for you to know that yeah, you've it was been great. able to do that. I could do that every day. It's quite a quite a fun trip. Let's share your website and tell everyone how they can get your book and your audio. Sure, that's great. Uh, if they want to reach me on my website, get to me through my website. It's www.dougsandler.com. 
It's probably the easiest way to, uh, to reach me there. If they want to reach mm-hmm. me on uh, email, it's Doug at DougSandler.com. The, uh, the book is available on, um, on Amazon, at Amazon.com right now. It's called Nice Guys Finish First. It's, right now it's available on Kindle and, uh, and paperback. And probably okay. in about the next three or four weeks, it'll be on Audible as well. And I, I think on iTunes, I, I think. Can we oh, say I'm that? sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm on. I'm all over iTunes. Are you kidding me? I want to be everywhere. I want to be. I want yeah. to be on the billboards, and I want to be on well, Times Square. <laughs> as, as my listeners know, I'm totally addicted to Kindle, and I did order your book on Kindle, so I will be able to read that. Um, yes. Let's talk about empowered employees, because you know this is a very big key to success: is working with people who adore you. Isn't that true? Yeah, and uh, I, I'm hoping everyone adores me. If they don't, if they don't adore me. They, they haven't told. They haven't told me. They're just being. They're just being nice. Uh, yeah, I think that empowering employees, I think, is essential. Uh, or you're going to do the job yourself all the time. Um, yeah. I tell the story in the book about this uh, fictitious company called T Works, and part of the problem with T Works is that the uh, that the none of the employees are empowered, so they all have to come <laughs> through management in order to uh, make any decision. Decisions about shipping exceptions. Decisions about about pricing exceptions, decisions just about management processes, and and it's a nightmare. If you're a manager yeah. of people and your people aren't empowered, you are uh, you're missing out because there's a golf course or 17 that are waiting for you. And <laughs> and the best way to do the best way to hit those links is to get is to get your employees to it, you know the nice part about it is when you empower other people, you give them the ability to make decisions. They take ownership in the things that they that they're making decisions about. They feel better about their job. They stay at your company longer. They're more productive. They're more efficient. All, these are all horrible things, January. Why would anybody want any of those things at their company? <laughs> well, you know, for some people, it's very difficult to let go. And uh, chapter eight, you talk about nice guys are leaders. Could you detail the five myths about leaders and uh, discuss the traits leaders need? Let's sure. talk well, about leaders. Well, one, of the, one of the essential things about, about leaders is that nobody is born into a position of, of leadership. You may have been given a position of authority at a company, but mm-hmm. uh, as far as being born into a position of leadership, you, you have to earn that. I mean, if you're a bad leader, you're, turn around. There's nobody following you. <laughs> you know, so uh, I mean, isn't it true? I mean, haven't haven't you felt your haven't you found your your uh, your list of people that that are that are just horrible leaders? You've seen that, I'm sure, in, in the in the business that you're in. I I know you've had to experience that. Oh yeah, yeah, and it, it's very sad because sometimes people feel they're doing a great job, but the reality is their their team's not with them, and that is that's fatal, isn't it? Well, you can't have you can't have somebody that is going to lead your organization, and they don't they don't have the people that are are behind them. If you're not behind your leader, then you're not you're not a leader. You know, the other thing I found about leaders is that is that we um, we as leaders uh, we're not fearless. We have the same fears that everybody mm-hmm. has. The, right. The difference between our leadership style and the guy that stops in the face of feel, uh, failure or or mm-hmm. in, in, with these fears is that we have the fears. We just keep going. Why yeah, not? Yeah. You know, I when I feel like I'm stepping in, and that's you know stepping outside that comfort zone. When when I feel like I'm stepping outside my comfort zone to do something in my business, I really know mm-hmm. I'm in the right spot because when <laughs> I when I do that, it's like yeah. hey, there here comes some change. Well, <laughs> here here comes a little growth. Here comes some good things that are going on, and uh, and that makes me feel good. You know, it really does. And people 
they appreciate and they respect somebody that um, that has the fear, face the fear, and do it anyway. Um, oh, and I think that's it's it's critical. It really is. That's such great advice because you have to get that adrenaline going. You have to basically, I, I kind of think, you have to kind of scare yourself a little bit. Don't you agree? <laughs> well, if the worst case, you know, when I was, uh, when I was younger and, and I have an older brother and, and we used to go to amusement parks. Now, my brother was not a roller coaster fanatic, but there's always people at the, ro- at the, uh, at the parks yeah. that are. I kept saying, what is the worst thing that could happen if I get on that roller coaster? People do yeah. this all the time. So I took that to the next level when I went skydiving in Las Vegas a few <laughs> years ago. I said, what is the worst thing? I will tell you, I was not even for a moment scared to jump out of that plane because I said, people do this every day and they live. And yeah, there's a small percentage that die, but that's not going to be me. So <laughs> moving on to the next myth, it, you know, we talk about leadership is about power and it totally isn't about power. It's about empowering. It's about making yeah. sure that the people that are around you um, are, um, are lifted up even higher than you. And when you lift people up higher than you, they, they, they reach back and they say, let's go. We're doing this together. And I do love that about, um, about being a leader, regardless of whether it's me being a leader or watching other leaders and inspiring other people to be leaders is that when they finally hit this position of leadership um, mm-hmm. and and they succeed at it you see that look on their face and you know that that becomes that if you're an adrenaline junkie leadership is the way to go because I'll <laughs> tell you it is all about helping other people get what they want facing the fears and going through it anyway and making sure that you're uh, you know making a home run or hitting a home run and you really can do it and you don't need to be you know, I'm a really bubbly, uh, you know, guy that really loves to to be out in front in the middle of all the action. That's just my style. Mm-hmm. But there are leaders. There are plenty of leaders that are not charismatic. They're they're laid back. They're chill. They are they are the silent partner in the crew, and that's okay too. It's not my style. And um, mm-hmm. people that that are leaders with me and on a project. We work well together if they're quiet and they let me do all the talking, it's fine. I know ultimately that it's not just me that's, you know, people think, oh, the charismatic guy is going to be the one that's going to get all the attention. Not true. Other people that are not charismatic want to make sure that that silent guy is heard as well. (laughs) That's so so true. Because, you know, once you get past the roller coaster and the bungee jump, and once you agree that uh, you're not going to (laughs) die, you come come away with it with such a zest for life, uh, such an adrenaline rush that it makes life very exciting, doesn't it? Well, it totally makes life exciting. And what's interesting about it is exciting things happen differently for the different personality traits that are out there. There are some people mm-hmm. that are dominant. Some people are, you know, they're, they're laid back and chill. As we said, there's some people that are really outgoing. And, and there's a lot of people that are just, you know, kind of in between. They're very detail-oriented. They're power-driven. You know, there's, there's so many personality types. Each one of these types can be a leader, which really does lead to that, that, that fifth myth, which is just that you don't have a specific type of leader that's out there. You can fit any personality style as long as you're a good reader of people. If I got on the show January and I was just a laid back, really groovy kind of guy and uh-huh. you know, you're, I know that your style, while you have this certain personality, you'd have to mold to the way that your guest is or you know, we're having a good time because that's, I mean, everything's a party to me. So for me, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm all about let's have a good time. And, <laughs> but if I was laid back and chill, you would probably would adapt to some style 
different than this outgoing bubbly person that you are because you want to make sure I know you because I've I've read all about you and your reputation <laughs> precedes you. You want to make sure who is ever on your show feels 100% comfortable and they feel like they are the professional, the expert at what they do. Oh, well, thank you for that compliment. And I want to share with my listeners, if you haven't bungee jumped, as Doug and I have, you are still welcome back on our show after we hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back with Doug Sandler. And don't jump while we're away. The moment after you serve your customer, what will they tell the world? Social media has us so connected that a single voice has unprecedented power to benefit and to harm. What do your customers say? Do you know? Do you respond? What do you say? For years, Steve Holtquist has been helping businesses use the internet to be more productive and successful. Now he's showing businesses how to go back to the future, fostering and empowering relationships. Learn how to work in this new world. Find Steve at InfiniteSummit.com. One expert, one solution. The book, The 411 on Step Parenting, teaches you how to create a well-blended step family. The 411 on Surviving Teenhood helps parents and teens cope with teenage temptations, teachable moments, and teenage social dilemmas. The books, The 411 on Life Skills and Ace Your Life, helps those living on their own with home and money management, personal care and safety, and much more. An award-winning, best-selling author, registered nurse, and personal growth mentor, Michelle Sfakianos will help you. Get the 411, my411books.com. January is thrilled to be welcoming Dr. Nancy Irwin, who will be co-hosting on iHeartRadio with January Jones. As a doctor of psychology, clinical hypnotist, and author of U-Turn, Changing Direction in Midlife, Dr. Nancy is an agent for change. Many people believe that change can be scary, but she believes it can actually be creative and fun. She does know a thing or two about change because at age 44, she transitioned from a stand-up comedian to shrink. Oh, believe her, the road from comedy to mental health is very short indeed. Most fears are learned, and the good news is whatever we learned, we can unlearn. Smoking, overeating, fear of public speaking, test anxiety, what have you. On our show, we'll be discussing how you can dissolve that negative programming and free your inner winner. Change is inevitable. You can either affect it or accept it. Visit her site, DrNancyIrwin.com. What is AATH? The Association for Applied and Therapeutic Humor is a nonprofit, member driven international community of humor and laughter professionals and enthusiasts. AATH provides its members the education, cutting edge resources, and supportive community they need to excel in the practice and promotion of healthy humor. AATH welcomes anyone who is interested in learning more about the application and benefits of therapeutic humor. Members include scholars, psychologists, counselors, nurses, social workers, physicians, educators, clergy, hospital clowns, and many others who incorporate humor in their life and work. AATH was created to disseminate information about humor and laughter, laughter play in well-being, provide a caring, supportive community of humor professionals and enthusiasts. Check out our AATH at www.aath.org today. 
Welcome back to Bungee Jumpers Anonymous. <laughs> uh, not mentioning any names, but I'm thrilled to have Doug Sandler visiting with us. And his first book is entitled Nice Guys Finish First. Um, what's the best part about writing a book, Doug? It, it's, the, uh, it's, the, it's the ultimate in making some, someone feel like they're an expert and it's something that they weren't <laughs> any more of an expert uh, before they wrote the book. <laughs> I, I, I have people that talk to me all just because I have a book. And what's interesting yeah. about it is I get this this level of respect. And certainly I appreciate it. I'm not going to turn away any anybody that wants to respect and, and give me these wonderful accolades. I will be happy to take them. But I will tell you right. that um, I'm the same guy <laughs> now than before I had a best-selling book. It doesn't, it, it, I'm the same guy. I, I'm just the guy that happened to put the words on paper. I didn't even think the book was any good. I, I, I kept saying – I kept saying to my fiance, I'm like, I, you know – I. I'm, I really think I could have changed that chapter a little bit. And she's yeah, like, oh, yeah. no, people will like that. They'll like it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, you know, it, it, I have, I don't know. I'm looking on Amazon right now. I have 50 five-star reviews, you know, uh-huh. and I look yeah. at it and I'm thinking, mm, yeah, Why but I got these- a one, I got one four-star review. And then, so I focus on the one four-star review. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because my book went to number one at Amazon and I couldn't believe people were actually buying this book and that it was doing so well. It's kind of a shock when you write it. And when you're writing it, it's almost like having a child. You don't want to send it to the publisher. You don't want to let it out of your sight. And then you go back and you look at it and you think, oh, I could have rewritten that better. I could have done that. It's it's a life changing. Well, save that experience. for the next book. Save that for the <laughs> yeah. next book for sure. Next I wrote ninety five percent of my book was written as sitting at a Starbucks, you know, in and oh um, and I and what's great about it is I took inspiration from those things that were around me at the time. And while I had an outline, a lot of my stories came to me because of things that I had seen when I was sitting in Starbucks. Starbucks. And, <laughs> you know, I, I talk. I make one story in there about a guy that's frustrating me so much because all he's trying to do is up, order his double vente triple mocha mochi. Or what? I don't even know how to pronounce any of the names. But, <laughs> well, but it, I love this. This gives me a great idea because it's my show is called January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So my next version will probably be January Jones Sharing Starbucks Stories. Doesn't that, that sound great? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Sit down in Starbucks. You will find a whole book in there, I'm sure. <laughs> many, many books. <laughs> okay. One serious question before we go. What does success mean you to you today as we speak right now here on this show? Success used to mean money to me. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and I think that, that we probably have a lot of listeners that would say, yep, that's, that is the true definition of success is money. And then I realized that mm-hmm. uh, you can have all the money in the world, but um, if you don't have people around you to share it with or if you don't have a, a life that is fulfilled and if you're not following that thing called passion – then mm-hmm. you don't have uh, you don't have anything. Take all the materialistic things in the world, and you can throw them out the window. As far as I'm concerned, I want people to love me. I want to love in return, and and I and I want to make this world a better place. And I think that this message for me is what that means. It's not going to be the same message for January Jones, but this is my message, and this is what I'm passionate about. So success to me is is doing what you do with passion and loving it. And I love it. I might not love it in, you know, three years, but but right now this is what drives me. So what the heck, let's get it going. Oh, right. Well, these are hard lessons to learn. They seem hard 
until guess what? You actually learn them and then they become easy. It's, it's an interesting thing the way it progresses. Now, what about regrets? Any big regrets right here? Um, I think that if I, if I had to go back and do it all over again, mm-hmm. I, w- I would look. I have a 19-year-old and a 22-year-old, and I missed most of their childhood just because oh. I, was, I was a guy that put his head down and, and was that guy that was working all the time. Mm-hmm. I think if I had to do it all over again, I probably would, would put a different priority on work in my life and put, um, put some perspective uh, back in the game. Um, you know, it, it, you know, I had a, I had a, a wrecked marriage as a result of it, um, that, mm-hmm. uh, that had to, that ended, um, you know, I, I have a great relationship with my kids now and I have a, a wonderful woman in my life who uh, getting married in August. So, uh, um, send all gifts to that DougSandler.com address. That would be fine. Um, <laughs> okay. But, but all of these things, you know, I think the regret would be, I think I would have focused on really the, the important things in life. Uh, my dad died uh, many, many years ago and he, and he said, Doug, you, you never will get to your deathbed saying you wish you spent another day in the office. And I, oh, and I completely agree with that philosophy. Isn't that for sure? And I'm thinking about my deathbed and I spent so much of my life in carpool. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? That was important because guess what? I was with some people I really love. And these are the lessons that you learn. And I know that you are just going to be learning more and more lessons and sharing wonderful, nice guys, finish first stories with our listeners, Starbucks stories. I'm looking forward to that. I hope you will come back and visit with us again and again. I absolutely will, and I hope to get you on my podcast, too, because we've got to bring some of your listeners over to me as well. <laughs> okay. Well, let's uh, throw them back and forth. I'm fall for it. To my wonderful listeners, you, we hope you've enjoyed our show with Doug today. My upcoming guests will all amaze, amuse, and astonish you. This is the show where you hear inspiring information that will help you to become successful, too. I would love to welcome you to our wonderful No Whining World. When you can, please sign on to my website, JanuaryJones.com. If you would like to be a guest or advertise with us, just go to info at JanuaryJones.com. We love sharing our stories. We love sharing our struggles. And we really love sharing our secrets for success. Now, remember my mantra. If you think it, then you can do it. So for now, dear friends, please stop with the whining and then start smiling and then start sharing our show with everyone you know. And if that doesn't work, then start eating chocolate, lots and lots of chocolate. Again, thank you to my guest today, Doug Stanler. This is January Jones thanking you for joining me today on my journey and reminding you to take care and stay safe. As we close with music by Serantos. Hi, Serantos here with January. Check out my new smooth R&B song called Back and Forth. 33% of profits for this song are going to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Lately, I hear the melodies of sorrow As the story unfolds draws near My heart starts feeling sorrow And it cries out in fear The night surrounds me It's emptiness divides me 
I hope you enjoyed my melody. Check out my other songs for free on my website at www.melogia.com. We want to thank you for listening to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Always remember Ms. Jones' personal mantra, if you can think it, you can do it. That's what all of our guests have done with their lives, and so can you. You are the ultimate success coach in your own life. All you need to do will be to start sharing your own story with your family and friends. We hope that our guest stories will encourage you to explore an equation in your future that will combine your creativity, plus connecting with others will enable you to be successful too. Always remember, your passion plus your purpose will equal prosperity as you explore the wonderful world of January Jones. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.